Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey, here with my co-host, Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> Justin Sleva. Uh, and this is the RE, Casual Fridays REI podcast. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about how often you should be getting a new list and all things data related. Before we do that, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check them out. The website's www.pluminvestmentgroup.com. Yo, happy Wednesday. Hey, happy Wednesday. Have I told you what this year is? It's redemption year, 2020. Okay. Expand. Um, you haven't told me. No. Okay, 1998. I'll set the stage for you. Oh, wow. We're going way back. In Tulsa, Oklahoma. In 98? You're in high school. Uh, yeah. Okay. Come freshly off a cutoff ear. A what ear? A cutoff ear. Oh, cutoff ear. Okay. Yeah. And I'm in. I'm at the Grand Nationals for BMX. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm up on a starting hill. I win the, the semi, the qualifying race. I win by like five or six bike links. Go to the semis and I win by like five bike links. Go to the main event, second jump. The guy bumps into me and takes me out on the face of the third jump. Mm-hmm. I get eight place. I get a four-foot trophy instead of my eight-foot trophy for first place that I should have gotten. So I'm talking low because I want to set the mood here. Okay. So for 2020, it's the redemption year of Justin going to the Grands and taking his rightful place as the first place trophy holder for his age class. Why is 22 years later the redemption year? Because my son's able to race and I got a reason. Mm. I can't really tell my wife I'm going to go race BMX to win back something from when I was 17. Because she already thinks I'm nuts. She's heard dumber dreams. She already (laughs) thinks I'm nuts. So (laughs) I can't just go, hey, honey, I'm going back for it. Now, if I take Jackson, it's totally different. Mm. I've got it planned out. So I'll be racing Cruiser most of the year, but then i got to drop back is to it, the twin. Is it fair, though? Because back then there was actually people in your class, and now at the 40 and older group. I'm, 30, like, I'm 37 right now. You're like one of, one of two people in the class. When I race the 20-inch, I'll be one of probably six in the beginner class. That's right. <laughs> but I'm still getting my first place trophy, Adam. It's mine. <laughs> I want it. So 2020 is redemption year. Hashtag 2020 redemption. All right. I thought you were going to start off with your introduction. Introduction. Yeah, the the way I did it this time. Yeah. <laughs> dun, da, da, da. I, uh, I didn't know if you were going to go, Justin, dun, da, 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 sleep. I didn't know where you were going to put the dun, da, da, da. I want to do that starting at the first of the year, you know, and then change it up each episode because... You're not that creative, though. No, I, I just... That's 160 kept... changes you have to do in a year. Well, I could do that. It was changing the intro after doing it 160 times that even though i was was like what you were you turned bright red they catch us on youtube and watch our actual video you actually you you turned bright red when you did that Hmm. yeah i don't know and your voice changed and everything you look at you trying to calm down now it's cute no not trying to calm down it's cute you make up a bunch of stuff (laughs) on video they're gonna see it no anyway the point is I'm gonna, I may stick to the int- normal intro. Okay. But if something comes to me at the time, I just, I just wanted, to, you know, it's 2020. You got to change the podcast. Change it up a little bit. I mean, maybe they're tired of hearing what it was. Yeah. My kids know that one. Now, if I hear my kids walking around going, dun, da, 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 I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not going to do that one every time. That, that's okay. not an every time thing. I, I feel like know. that's like Captain Underpants. Dun, da, 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 Captain Underpants. 
I have never once seen Captain Underpants. So I can guarantee that's not what that was. <laughs> that sounds like something I, that even kids shouldn't be watching. I thought you were over at the house the other night when you and Jackson were cuddling watching Captain Underpants. Uh, was that what was on? I think so. Uh, okay. So, so you have seen it I subliminally. Seen it. Yeah. That sounds like something that should not be on Child's Network. It should be on like a, <laughs> some kind of hub.com. Well, it's because your kids, like they tend to, when they're small, they like to in their diaper or their underwear, they like to run from you when you're trying to get their clothes after you get them out of the bath. And so I think that's probably where it comes from is because like Kaysen, if you put him in, his, you take his clothes and put him in his diaper, he takes his shirt and puts it over his shoulders and runs around and he can't even talk. So you don't even know what he's saying. He's just going, ah. Yeah, how, how much did you love when Jackson came to cuddle with me the other night? <laughs> <sighs> he gives good cuddles, so I'm okay with sharing that. I'm okay with sharing that. It's okay. He gives good cuddles and I know you could like some cuddles. Yeah, he does give one good ones. I, you can you can spend a night with him if you. Well, no, that's kind of weird. I was gonna say he. We don't sleep. We've never co slept, and so when we've gone hunting, like we went last weekend, he sleeps like he has to make sure he's touching you the whole time. So he's like sleeping like I was laying a long way in the bed, and he slept sideways with the head in my stomach the entire time. <laughs> but he doesn't like to sleep under the sheets. He just wants under the comforter. So I've got the sheet over me, and so it's like just real weird mess. And then he snores like a freight train. <laughs> I got rid of that sheet a long time ago. Are you a sheet person? I am a sheet person. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could ever go back to a sheet. Do I feel like we're hashtag sheet or hashtag no sheet? <laughs> is that the new one? Is that the new vote this week? A hashtag sheet, hashtag no sheet? I, I mean, I guess it could be. I don't want to go super long into the sheet, no yeah, sheet. Yeah, but just we'll throw it out there. If you're if you're a team sheet, just throw a team sheet on. If you're team no sheet, I mean, we did well with the donuts and we did well with the ketchup or sauce. Yeah, we're salsa. We're tied one to one. We need to we need a deal breaker because yeah, I'm ready to oh, be yeah, a champion. Be a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to sleep. Do you just sleep with a comforter, or do you have a sheet plus comforter? Yep. Fair enough. All right. This won't spend a long time, but we're going to spend some time <laughs> on list. Yeah, because uh, I guess it was a question we've seen lately. Uh-huh. Um, how often should you be getting a new list? Yeah. Like, meaning that... Whether you, you get it from the county, you get it from a, a data aggregator, um, how you're getting your list, and you know if you're you know what you're doing to get a hold and start generating some leads. Yeah, and so it's like, do you buy a list January 1st Mm -hmm. and then keep that list for the whole year, keep mailing it? Man. That seems like a... Yeah. Right from the get go, I'm a. I don't like that idea. Yeah, you know, there's so many trains of thought on this, and I I fall into the train of thought that we build our own list and we we teach people how to build their own list. But for me, data is so cheap that I can get it. But on the same token of that, I don't. I'm trying to think about the counties that I've remailed. How many counties have you remailed? In four uh, years of doing this, I I don't know if I have. So okay, so and that's good, and that's because I'm like I'm just now resending a county I mailed in 2017. I, I mailed like three of these counties, and we got 21 counties in this one mailer going out um, right now. Well, we did Brewster County. That yeah, was, yeah. So is that what you're yeah, about? no, no, no. This one's in uh, in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So Brewster County. I have never remailed the same size data myself, but it has been mailed by people that I've worked with a couple times afterwards. And in all, you know, between the properties I bought and they have bought, shoot, I bet 55 properties total have been brought out of those since 2016, 2017. Kind of brings up a good a good point, right? Because let's say you go pull a list of a thousand people. Right, and mm-hmm. so then someone comes along a month later. They pull a list of a thousand people from the same county. Yeah, chances are a lot of those names are going to match. Yeah, right. And you bought, let's just say, I don't know, call it five properties. Mm-hmm. Well, the next month that person's still buying it too. So, what would be the difference between you just remailing that list? Yeah, that's and so for me, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a churn, but we all manipulate the data a little bit different. So, could you do that? I suppose. And th- I think this question came from how often do you reach out to the county and. I th- I don't know if their thought process was a tax delinquent 
list or they just want a regular list. I think they were a tax delinquent group because it was a group that teaches that, that I saw a question like that in. Um, and I've seen it a couple of different times, but this gives us an idea to talk about because we've also had some other hot topics come up with actually generating your list. But the, um, you know, the idea of the, getting the same tax delinquent list, well, people are going to change. That's going to, that people tax are going to become delinquent. But I guess mm-hmm. at the same time, if it's in a year, you know, you're not going to be delinquent again until the next year, yeah. but your list may get smaller. Yeah, because well, some of those will pay off. Yeah, some will pay. So. But then you don't, you know, you don't just always buy tax delinquent, so it doesn't no. really matter anyway. Yeah, so for then, so that takes us to generating your own list, and do you remail that list? And I have, so on a house list, I have gone in and I'm trying to think on land. I've never remailed a list. I just created again because I, I, if it didn't, if it worked okay, if I'm within a couple months of that, I'm going to shift what it does. So I've done gone in and segmented it and said, okay, hey, I'm going to mail seven to 20 acres and then 20.01 to 80 acres, then 80 to 200 and done it in three shots. And some of them, it may have overlapped some of those people because they may have owned multiple properties, but I have never went back and mailed that list again, that same data set that I pulled out. And I still have all of it from when I originally mm-hmm. originally pulled it. Cause I, you know, I think we did a topic where we said, save the files and it, uh, I don't know. Did we do a topic? I don't think oh, so. <laughs> it's in my topic list to do, but, uh, you know, I keep all those and I keep an original and then I keep my scrub version. So, I mean, I guess I could. Yeah. Hey, there's a business idea. I just sell the old data that I have. <laughs> the data's so cheap anyway. Yeah. I mean, depending on where you get it. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot of different places. Real quest. Data tree has become real popular lately. I mean, we, we definitely support data tree, and, mm-hmm. but there's some other ones too. Can you think of the names? The list source. Uh, there's a, there's a couple out West and I can't remember them right now, man. I'm missing. And there, there's some, the data we're seeing, it runs anywhere from three cents to, 10 cents if you're part of subscription services. I've seen, yeah, some people that aren't part of the subscription, I've seen up to 20 cents. Okay, wow. And, and that's an Agent Pro 24-7. That, you know, RealQuest, Agent Pro, uh, ListSource, and DataTree seem to be the most popular right now. But there's some people getting data through Terrastride, you know, the parcel software company. They get so many counts of data. I know of people that are real, have realtor access. They get so much through their MLS, they can pull data. So it kind of depends on the, the quality of data that you get and you you want and how you want to manipulate it, what you want to look at. And for me, you know, I don't want this to sound like a data tree commercial, but that's why we chose data tree as the land living blueprints as a go-to for a data source, because the pulling out the duplicates on the front end, the being able to go through and take out of state and out of County mailers right off the bat, pull out corporate. If you don't want to mail corporate or mail only corporate, you know, those little tweaks that you can do before you've actually hit submit on the, the buy side, save you a ton of money. And if, they're down to about five cents a, a line of record if you commit to two hundred dollars a month. I think it's six cents if it's one hundred forty-seven if you use our link, the Casual Fridays Data Tree link. Is it? I don't. Yeah, if you commit to one hundred forty-seven dollars a month, it's oh, six cents. A, yeah, it's six yeah, cents yeah, a line. Yeah, yeah. but you're you're not saying forty-seven. Yeah. yeah, but your line of your your data usage comes from that. So yeah, yeah that's that not to, a that's not a um, that's not a membership fee. That's a credit. Yeah, yeah. That you just say you're going to guarantee that you're going to buy 100, and that goes through your property reports and things like that. And that was the interface with Data Tree for me was just the common things I hear back from RealQuest or t- uh, Title Pro Agent 24/7 was just that they're kind of clunky. And then with Data Tree, the the processor or the the back end is just really cool. But I really love the map feature because I have gone into areas where like I'm like I love this mountain range and I can s- circle it with my freehand on that. And then when I do that. It pulls out all the property. Then you go in and manipulate it like you normally would. I want 10 to 80 acres. I want out-of-state owners. Or I want out-of-county owners. I want you know vacant land using my percentages because they have fixed that now because I was using that for this back last big data thing that we put, and they did that in the update where it could go 0 to 10% on my improvement value. 
and play with that. You know, you can change some of those values in there and watch it. But it's really cool to me how you can isolate those areas. Yeah, I, I will say the one thing great about for me for Dad Tree is removing duplicates right off the bat. That saves a lot of time and effort. It saves a lot of money. Yeah, but going back to the list thing, like no matter who you go with, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm going to say, and I think you're going to say, right, that it doesn't really. I don't know if it's that beneficial to re- keep getting the exact same list so, over and over. Or yeah. So, the same so if you or, so let's just say you pay a six cents or five cents with us, just for easy math, five cents. So what's five cents times two thousand is a hundred bucks. So yeah. it's saving you a hundred bucks for two thousand records by by going and, and reusing that list. To me, I think the hundred bucks is well worth it to go ahead and get a fresh list to make fresh sure you list. got it. That get way, it. things have changed. Bonuses yeah. have changed. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, data is key in this. Yeah, right? having good data is the most important part. And if you can get a fresh new list to um, make yourself feel more comfortable about mm-hmm. that, then I think it's totally worth it. I, I, I wouldn't go back and. That's one of my biggest epiphany moments and like aha moments from like 2000 spring of 2017 was I just sit there and I was like, I can replace any asset class, anything that has an APN, I can put in a blind offer and just change how I price it. And the software that we have with data tree, you can do that. So whether it's, I want to look at single family houses and I want to look at 1500 to 1800 square feet. And I want to look at this neighborhood. I can do that with the data and send the same thing. So that was the biggest epiphany moment for me is because we teach using land as the asset class, swap land for house, multifamily, condos, you know, recreational RV parks, self-storage. You have that ability to change that and do whatever you want. Because the most important thing to me as being a real estate investor is how you fill your inbound flow, the deal, the, your pipeline, your inbound, your inbound deal pipeline. And we do that with direct mail. So the, I remember, are you shared something with me? Oh God, man, it might've been 2016 where we had a house wholesaler and he was sending out $50,000 a month in mail. And it was like, we, we figured that his cost was probably at 50 or 60 cents, 75 cents, maybe. So he's been clicked a mail. So, but he might've been doing 30 to 40,000 postcards a month. And he, and he focused in like three neighborhoods and he was doing 80 deals a month like that, just because mm-hmm. he was churning so many deals like that. So, you know, again, for us, the data gets you the name of the owners, where their mailing address is, and then you just change your asset class and put whatever it is to get actually there. Yeah. yeah, that's where you and I think a little different because I don't I don't like going no different asset classes. Yeah, I think do land fill it up with land. I I agree. It becomes a it becomes a different business at that point. It's a, oh. it's a data business. It's a mailing business, right? You, I, if we are going to be lands, stick that one that one thing. I I have I, I agree with that to a certain point, but for me in 2017, it was like fight or flight. Oh, you're hungry at that point. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I had a guy ask me, he goes, Hey, can you buy me houses in this square two miles? And somebody asked me that today. I'm like, yeah, circle and go. At that point I was like, I think I can. Yeah. And I was like, I, t- of course in my head, I'm like, Oh shit. Can I, to him? I'm like, you bet your fucking ass I can. And we bought nine houses in two square miles. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, by doing that and then moving forward to where we are now, do I, my, my businesses are based on land. But knowing that if I wanted to go pick up, you said, hey, Justin, let's go do a self-storage building. We could mail every self-storage building in, you know, within a radius of 200 miles from us mm-hmm. and, and have that out in the mail tomorrow. may not be priced right, but, you know, we could get it out there. <laughs> that'd be, I think that would be kind of difficult to price right. I mean, that's, you know, we say that, but when I did the multifamily, I had never been through a syndication course, never priced or comped an apartment complex. I came up with a value that I thought was pretty good and sent it out and ran with it. And that methodology has generated... 15 multifamily deals between three different marketplaces. 
Well, it works. So that, that again, and that's the, this. It all starts with your data mm-hmm. and your list. So, do you skip a hundred bucks to generate, you know, a million dollars? I mean, it's an extreme example, but uh, it's pretty extreme. <laughs> but I mean, there, there has been counties let's where say, I just let's, want, let's say ten to twenty thousand. Well, let's. It I mean, realistically, the most I've ever made off one list it was in one county was. Oh, let me do my math real quick. A hundred and forty grand. And it was like eleven hundred mailers. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the average here. Let's say I understand. 10, I understand we're saying the averages, <laughs> yeah. but let's let's just call it ten thousand. Is it worth a hundred bucks to get a fresh list to make ten thousand? I yes. I would. Say, we'd do that all day, every day. If we, hindsight would be twenty twenty on it. Yeah. Well, we know it now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we are. It's gonna be our answer. It's worth it to get a new list. I'd say it's worth it yeah. to get a new list. <laughs> I did too. All right. So we'll call it there then. We've got okay. our answer. We're set. We're sticking to it. The only answer we're waiting on is team sheet or no sheet. I think no sheet's got to win this one. No way. That's weird. No, no. I used to think that. Okay. I don't want to go too long on this. I used to think sheet was the only answer. And then you go no sheet and you're like, I'm never going back to sheet again. Dude, there's something about just laying inside of a nice clean sheet. This is all wrapped around your body. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I think it's, you just you haven't tried it the other way. But anyway, let us know your what you think on uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube uh, mm-hmm. when you follow us there. And then... Uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever else you listen to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Friday. See you.